Welcome to the Risk Roundtable, where claims and litigation management professionals learn strategies to mitigate risk and improve your business's bottom line. Presented by Weber Gallagher, this series delivers industry insights from leading lawyers regarding professional liability, insurance coverage, employment, workers' compensation, general liability, and more. This program should not be considered legal advice. Please consult our attorneys for your specific situation. Thank you for listening, and please visit us at WGLaw.com. Hello, and welcome to the Risk Roundtable podcast. My name is Catherine DeAngelis. I'm an attorney, and I am part of the general liability defense team here at Weber Gallagher. I handle cases involving all types of risk, commercial and personal. I defend against personal injury and property damage claims in New Jersey, New York, and Pennsylvania. I'm here today to talk about securing the most important evidence after there's been an accident. While some of what I'm talking about may be specific to the commercial scenario, most of it can apply to any accident scenario. So there's been an accident and now what? Um, Securing evidence for your future defense attorney is absolutely crucial. Um, rarely us attorneys are lucky enough to have the incident perfectly captured on video surveillance. So when we go to investigate a new claim, the most common phrase we hear from witnesses is that I don't remember. When the witness is not to blame when you've got a situation like that because years have passed, memories fade, and, and, and there's just no way to recreate that without some sort of documentation to refresh that person's memory. So One of the most important things to secure after there's been an accident would be um, an incident report um, where your employees or someone is required to fill out the most important details. It's it's good practice for every business um, and it walks the employee through listing all the information that's needed. Details about the injured person, name, contact information. Witnesses are key, names and addresses, phone numbers, any information you get from a witness, us, we can track them down later on and try to, to locate these, these witnesses and hopefully get more information from them. Um, you could also ask for a written statement. Sometimes, sometimes those could be just as harmful as they are good, but it's still um, good practice to at least try. That gives us the most information we can about that witness and whether maybe we wanna follow up and talk to them um, and find out what else they, need, they know about, about the, um, the accident. Photographs and video, key, very key piece of evidence. Um, you wanna have as, as much of that as you can. Obviously, if there's any video, that's very important. You wanna have the video, but a picture is worth a thousand words. That's the saying, it's, it's true. Um, one thing I always tell my clients when it comes to pictures is back up, t- t- give me some context. Um, try not to take a picture of just that little, um, the uh, the location of the accident or the actual cause of the accident back up and give me some context show me the room show me where it was placed if there's obviously any wet floor signs or anything of that nature in the area that that's very helpful to have as well any kind of um any kind of signs or or warnings uh to customers um Another, another thing that a lot of people don't think about is um, keeping details that may not be asked for either in the incident report or on any kind of a form, but just details such as weather conditions, lighting conditions, other things that may have come into play that day. So, I mean, you think about a typical business and 
you know, maybe it was a very, very busy afternoon with an unexpected surge of customers or guests that day. And so you, you, you noting that at that time um, and giving that to your defense attorney to use in the future is very important. Maybe you won't remember in two years when you talk to your attorney, um, but having it noted somewhere is, um, is key. So um, another, another typical scenario is when you have, you have a lot of people slipping and falling on ice um, and uh, things like that. So if it's an unexpectedly icy day that day, and let's say maybe your, your business, uh, you tried calling your landlord or your management company or your snow contractor multiple times that day, um, and you ask them to take care of the conditions, that's something really important to note too. Um, and it may not be on your employee's radar, which is why you know training training becomes important that you um, bring these things to your employee's attention so that they do pay attention when when there is an accident. Um, and they note these things so that they can tell again their future defense attorney in um, in years to come if there turns out to be a lawsuit. Um, another important thing is securing a list of witnesses, uh, a list of employees. Sorry, that were working that day. Um, by securing a list of employees working that day at the time of the accident, the your future defense attorney is gonna be able to reach out to these employees and find out what they remember. And maybe they're current employees, maybe at that time they're no longer employees, but for the most part, people surprise you that they're willing to cooperate as a witness, especially when um, they didn't do anything wrong or they saw um, something that they think was unfair that someone is now suing and they're willing to help you out, you know, usually if they leave on good terms, of course, but even when they leave on bad terms, I've had scenarios where the witnesses are surprisingly cooperative. Um, so keeping the daily schedule of employees, management included, of course, management being sometimes most important um, is really, um, it's good practice. Um, if you have any employee that witnesses an accident, you know, a written statement is uh, extremely helpful and can also, um, you know, be kept with a file sent to the insurance company or your TPA. And eventually it makes its way to the attorney and again, refreshes everyone's memory. And we can reach out to those, those uh, witnesses to see if they could cooperate as, uh, you know, if they're, if the case ends up going to trial. Um, another, another thing that I, I will ask for later on in litigation, usually because the other side is asking for it. So a lot of times I'll tell my clients, if at the outset you think to preserve it, great. Um, but um, it is the employee training that's in place at the time and the policies and procedures that are written, written policies and procedures. Most companies have them and they're updated routinely. So in the end, by the time we get this lawsuit two years later, and by the time it's asked for in discovery, let's add another year or so, we're now three years out. Um, most companies keep prior versions of written policies and procedures, mainly because it's so easy these days in the electronic world we live in. But keeping in mind that those types of things could disappear when it comes time to, um, you know, to, to, for discovery taking place in a lawsuit. And what ends up happening is like maybe those policies and procedures change in three years from now. And like, let's say maybe we're inspecting restrooms every 15 minutes in three years from now, but back you know, three years ago, we were only inspecting restrooms every half hour. And now your now your witnesses testimony may be inconsistent with what's current and what was happening at the time. And that could turn out could, you know, could end up looking bad. So it's great to preserve those types of things like any kind of employee training in place and written policies and procedures in place at the time of an actual accident. Um, 
So basically to give you some examples of how you would see this type of thing play out would be like, you know, if there's slip and fall, again, weather related, that seems to be the most common slip and fall that you might see, uh, whether, you know, water tracking in um, and the training man that management and employees receive to eliminate such hazards. A lot of times you'll see requirements that weather mats are placed down, uh, wet floor signs are placed down, blowers, some places use blowers, which are helpful to dry the floor as fast as possible. Um, also, a lot of written policies and procedures will include where to place wet floor signs. That's also very important. So again, the fact that these policies and procedures are in place, um, it, it, you know, the jury sees this and says, ah, you know, they were diligent. They uh, had all these policies and procedures in place. The other side of that is that we hope that our employees are following those procedures exactly as they're written or, you know, as close to it. And, um, and what they did was, was reasonable and they tried to you know, avoid whatever accidents may come about. So basically, so um, these are just some key, they're, they're just some tips. Um, they don't all have to be done. Uh, so, you know, anything that you do is obviously gonna help your, your future defense attorney and that'll help them to identify strengths and weaknesses in the case early on. Um, so just to recap, um, the key to preserving the evidence for your future defense attorney, gather your information and written details, prepare that written incident report. That, those, I think, I would say are definitely your two number ones, um, if there could be two. Uh, request written statements if you have them. Photographs, again, worth a thousand words. Uh, preserve any video surveillance. Save those employee schedules for that day and any written policies and procedures in effect at the time. In the end, Preserving this type of key evidence will give your future defense attorney the information and documentation necessary to try to recreate that accident. And it gives them the ammunition they need to formulate the best possible defense, saving your business time and money. And um, that's the most important thing. So um, thank you all for listening to this podcast today. I hope you found it helpful. If you have any questions, please reach out to me. You can uh, reach me through Weber Gallagher's website. And you can also be sure to follow us on uh, social media. We're always producing new content to help you learn more about managing risk. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Risk Roundtable presented by Weber Gallagher. We hope you join us next time to learn more about mitigating risk to improve your bottom line. Until then, please visit us at wglaw.com.